0: Yo 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 yo! Welcome to Tap Room Sports, a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around. That's right, because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet: sports and beer. I am your host Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats here with my partner, in crime Mister Big Ball and Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Ben?
1: Not much, man. Wishing we had a, an extra day on this weekend. I think I say that every week. <laughs> every <but> week, <laughs> man it's uh it's a long one we we do have one next week so i definitely can't say that so it, it's got to change up a little bit but it was a it was a rough week for uh you know for for my bay area sports teams so it was a uh, it was a sad weekend i had to had to, to to keep it together but hey we're here we're here yes and yes. i got some
0: really good beers tonight so yes, that makes yes. we we are here Uh, and Phil Mickelson, shout out Phil Mickelson, won the PGA championship at 50 years old, crazy, 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 unexpected. We weren't planning on talking about Phil tonight, but we do have a big show ahead of us. We're going to be talking NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We're talking major league baseball. Like Ben just said, uh, you know, his giants were red hot. We're going to be talking about that, you know, big weekend. They let down the Bay area. They let me down. That's for damn sure. Yeah, but it's okay. Got a lot to, it's okay. Got a lot to talk about, on. a lot to talk about, we and we are on. drinking some good beer tonight, as always. Yeah, babe. so
1: that's uh, that's where it gets passed over to me, and uh, I'm going to talk about the beer aspect of this podcast. So we uh, we absolutely love beer just as much as we love sports, so we wanted to incorporate you know, two of our favorite things into this podcast, and Man, it's been a success so far because we have drinking a lot of good beers. So uh, each week, Jordan and I, we review two beers. And, um, y- you know, we, we just want to let you guys know what we think is a good beer and, uh, you know, what we think might be a pour-out beer. And if you pour out a beer, it's okay. It's not a big deal. You might just not like that beer. Um, and it doesn't mean that that brewery is bad. Um, shit, I've had, uh, you know, one of the beers from one of the breweries today that I'm drinking I poured out and you know it's it's surprising cuz they're one of my favorite breweries and but again that's just my taste in beer it's going to be different than what jordan thinks name. about beer what you think about beer out there so yeah it's just, well, it, it's one of two so <laughs> but they're they're literally one of my favorite breweries so um I can't can't complain it's just yeah something i didn't like the taste of so everybody go out there try beers um don't give up on a brewery or a brewer if uh you know if you don't like one of their beers that just just means you might not like the taste of that one so you know a good way to to get out and try more is to go to devour you know by downloading the devour app or going to devour.com and uh you know checking it out if you use promo code taproom you get 10 bucks off your first purchase of 25 or more so make sure to uh you know to to try it it's uh it's great you can get beers from all over the united states and it is literally delivered straight to your front door so jordan tell me what are you drinking tonight
0: i'm drinking a beer that was delivered straight to my front door from Tavauer, oh, yeah, actually yes. i'm drinking the fox leap sour cherry ale this is from allagash brewing company out of portland maine ben um, this is a sour ale that comes in a bottle so it's like a special fancy. Sour ale. Fancy, it's fancy. fancy stuff Uh, but this is a sour that is brewed with a lot of different hops nugget hops halateris hops crystal hops i mean just a ton of hops for a sour ale which i don't think i've really had uh before and it, there's three different the yeast is three different kind of belgian strains so this is an interesting. an beer the taste is very tardy after the first like couple sips like uh it's a sour that i haven't it's like a true sour like the kind of sours i like fell in love with and i haven't had one in a minute so very interested to try this one 8.4 percent too so this one will knock your socks off
1: nice hell yeah hell yeah well i i kind of went the same route and again i have a uh a kind of a theme with my beers this week so um i mean you're gonna you're gonna Get to hear about that a little bit more um, later tonight, actually, in a pour me another section. So, man, little little teaser there. Um, but uh, this one is a great notion out of Portland, Oregon, not Portland, Maine. Um, and then this is the Queen of Fruits. And uh, it's a tart ale, same thing. And it's using kind of those tropical fruits. It's got passion fruit, it's got mango, it's got mango steen. Um, first beer that i've had mango steen um i definitely had to uh, had to look that one up it is a funky looking fruit let me tell you that um but uh you know i opened it up it's got a great smell to it you really get that mango smell and man it is it is tart i think this is probably one of the tartest beers that i've had ever um wow. and you know even even tarter than those uh those warhead ones so um so far I've taken a sip. It's super good. I'm impressed. Um, but again, I'm, I'm usually always impressed with great notions. So yeah.
0: they kill it. Their sour man. game is especially really good too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's time to talk some, some sports. We got a lot of sports going on, Ben. Uh, we got to hop into NBA playoffs first. Um, the opening weekend just kicked off. We had the playing tourney. We talked about it last week. Um, we kind of previewed the playing tournament. Didn't go how either of us really expected. I mean, we both said that uh, Boston-Washington was going to make it in the East, and we both had uh, Lakers-Warriors making it in in the West, and that did not happen. The Warriors got knocked off. Lakers won, then the Grizzlies won on Friday night. And the Memphis Grizzlies tonight just won the first game against Utah. So, I mean, guys, take your hats off to the kind of basketball they're playing but no one wants to hear no one wants to hear discussion about utah and memphis or memphis in general <laughs> so we got to talk about the lakers because they moved the needle they came out today against phoenix they were actually well they were underdogs in today's game they were two-point underdogs but their favorite in the series minus 150 to win the whole series and they came out and laid an egg today yep what was your thoughts on on uh, what happened today
1: I mean, even just kind of looking at this this series, man, the Lakers are just, they're so stacked, man. You've got LBJ, you've got AD, you've got Caruso, Schroeder, Caldwell, pope Matthews, Harrell. And, you know, you really saw that play out in, you know, in the playing game against the Warriors. And, like, I don't think that's something that, that we can pass over. Um, so I think this is, today's game was a little bit of a, you know, a, a question mark. I, I also don't understand why, the Lakers are favored to win, but not win Game One. But
0: Is they're on the know, road.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean, I really think is you know for from today's game is whose shoulder injury is worse? Is that going to be LeBron's or is that going to be um, well shoulder neck in Chris Paul? Um, that and is Montrose Harrell going to get uh, get a game for running? <laughs> I mean, he hit pain pretty hard.
0: Yeah, that was pretty crazy. You didn't even get a technical foul for it either, which was yeah. kind of crazy. Yep. Um, that whole situation was was wild. But, I mean, if Chris Paul doesn't play the series, I think the Lakers win the next four games. Yeah. I thought they were going to win in six regardless. You know, Phoenix came out hot today, and that that crowd, the energy was, like, there. You could, like, totally feel it. I don't even know how many fans were in the building, but it felt like it was, it was. like
1: 6,000. It wasn't that many. It,
0: it felt like it was sold out, dude. It was yeah. loud. It was energetic. And the Suns players, you know, Devin Booker played a great game. He really carried them. But if Chris Paul can't can't play, because I don't expect Anthony Davis to go seven of twenty-six again. Yeah. Uh I just don't see that. Or they the Lakers were seven of twenty-six from three, and Anthony Davis was six for sixteen from the floor for 13.7 rebounds, which is the most shocking thing, the rebounding part of me, because DeAndre Ayton just absolutely outplayed him today. I don't see mm-hmm. that happening for an entire series. And with Chris Paul being – he couldn't even shoot after he got hurt. So, yeah, I just think, you know, this was a game where I'm not shocked the home team won. First game of the playoffs, first game of the playoffs for Phoenix in 10 years. Yeah. You know yeah I mean, that, it is what it is.
1: But I do, I do kind of have a little bit of a question here because, you know, we saw it against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. We saw it against the Suns today. Like, is, are, are the Lakers not that great playing against small ball? because
0: well you know, i mean that's the great question about the lakers is because it depends on what lineup they put out there they yeah. put anthony davis at the five lebron at the four i mean that's the best small ball lineup front court you could probably have in i mean in thought like for a long time you know what i mean for in a very long time but the problem is is that they have this Frank Vogel has this uh, incentive to put Andre Drummond out there and that's when the Lakers suck because they have no space on the floor. Yeah. And Andre Drummond is like, he's six, nine, he can't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty damn slow too. So. Like why is he getting minutes? That's the thing is like, even against the Warriors when Anthony Davis was at the five, that's when they made their run in the fourth but quarter that, of that game. Is that put Gasol in? because Gustav's
1: no. got that broken finger too so
0: nah that's that's when they run a lineup of uh either Crusoe or Schroeder at the one and mm-hmm. then KCP at the two Wes Matthews at the three and then LeBron and AD mm-hmm. LeBron at the four AD at the five that's that lineup that you know kind of got them back into the game against the Warriors and eventually won the game yeah so it's like why are they insisting on playing Andre Drummond, you know, 25 minutes a game? Like the data is there. You watch the games and you notice Andre Drummond is like, when he's out there, the Lakers don't look good. They don't look like a good team when he's out there.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: At what point does Frank Vogel say, all right, like, I'm not going to play this guy. It's okay to not play him. He's just not good. Yeah. But what's your, you think, the Lakers are going to eventually win the series or, or you got Phoenix, Ben?
1: I said it last week. I think Phoenix is going deep in this. I, I, You're I think,
0: fucking crazy.
1: I think Phoenix is going to take this. Um, You know, LeBron's going to get poked in the eye or he's going to get a shoulder injury. And he's, uh, I mean, he, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a uh, LeBron hating at the moment, but uh, you know, that this guy just, he's, he's able to run everything. I mean, we even saw it with the NBA, like, the, oh, I'm going to break protocol. We don't even know if he has his vaccine yet. And you know, it, th- he doesn't even get a slap on the wrist. Like, I get it. You don't sit the stars. You don't make the, you know, you don't lose a game for somebody like LeBron, but I mean, they're basically bending over for this guy. And mm-hmm. You know, as big of a push and like, you know, hubbub you made over COVID this whole year, just to be like, oh well, it's LeBron who gives a shit. Like uh, that just—it's
0: not—it's—it's it's just LeBron who gives a shit. It's that LeBron is like half of the NBA. Like people tune in to watch LeBron because people like you tune in to, for, to watch him lose, right? So. It's like it's like the Howard Stern effect, like Howard Stern grew to to stardom because half the people hated him. And but they would tune in to listen to the stupid shit he said, just to hate on him. Then half the people loved him. Right. LeBron has that same effect, dude. That's why he draws viewers. There's no way the NBA was going to suspend LeBron. However, this now opens the door because the NBA Players Association is going to get involved. It now opens the door to where they can't suspend anybody. Yep exactly
1: yeah everything's out of the window now
0: i look i look at it more of a a move a step towards normalcy
1: yeah i I see it more of like um how you know how you know these superstars are now running our our sports the whole leagues you see it in hockey you see it in basketball um you know i'm sure baseball is on its way but you know why this is a big
0: deal right I'm sure you have a reason. No, this is a big deal because LeBron isn't vaccinated because if, if you're oh, vaccinated yeah. as a player, you could, you could do whatever you want.
1: Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And that's we know why that that's sure the only reason why. Yeah. But I mean, it's still, so, it's supposed to be private. It's a medical record, but the fact that we know that, and that's well, why it's a big deal. That's why everyone's up in arms, but who knows what if he is vaccinated? then
1: that changes things. That definitely changes things. But not knowing that and having other players on your team say that you're not, that doesn't you know, that that kind of throws that out the window.
0: So. Yep. All right, so you got the Suns winning this series plus 136. I got in the Lakers. Seven. Yep. You got them in 7. I got them in I got the Lakers in 6 at mm-hmm. plus at minus 150. You got Suns plus 136. I'm even giving you a game. The odds are even going to go down now. I could probably get Lakers minus 115 here, Ben. Yep,
1: you probably could. Probably could.
0: All right, let's talk about the next series in the West. Another one where the underdog is up one game to none. The L.A. Clippers, Dallas Mavericks, Ben. Um, The Clippers right now, they're minus 430 to win the series. I'm sorry, this is before game one, minus 430. Sorry, I don't have updated odds. doesn't surprise me mavericks plus 320 who do you have winning this series
1: the clippers um i just i don't think luca can can have his you know magic of a triple double every game for dallas that he needs for them to you know to to really get a w in the series because i mean other than luca that's you know that's the only person who's really doing anything major you know in in Dallas so I mean I know they have their other players but you know if you don't have a Luka going off you're not winning against the Clippers you've got Kawhi, George, Rondo, Ibaka, Batum like just like the Lakers the list goes on and you know yes they do have to prove themselves and there's a lot of doubt from you know the past what two years but you know they'll I think they'll get past this round, even though they lost game one.
0: Yeah, I mean, Luka was incredible in the first game, 31, 10 to 10 from on the floor. The one thing that does that would worry me if I was a Clippers fan and also the Clippers were dog shit from three. Um, Yeah, as a lot of teams were this weekend, honestly, there's a lot of bad three point shooting this weekend. But the Clippers were one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league this year. In game one, they shot 27%, which is actually better than a lot of other teams. They better than the Lakers, better than the Bucks. So it's actually not that bad of an excuse. If I was a Clippers fan, my biggest concern would be that Christoph's Porzingis didn't play well, mm-hmm. right? And the Mavericks still mm-hmm. won the game. True. So if he went had 14 points. 13. Okay. Oh, 14. Yeah, you're right. 14 points, four rebounds, one block. I mean, but he was, he wasn't very good in the game. Only two yeah. personal fouls too. So he was in there 35 minutes and wasn't very effective or productive. And that, that would concern me a little bit. I found my Clippers fan because if Porzingis does play up to his, you know, normal potential, this could be a scary series,
1: yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from because he can you can definitely kind of put more more points up there, but I mean I don't think Dallas can keep up a almost fifty percent from the three-point line. And I don't think the Clippers are gonna suck at twenty-seven percent from the three-point line.
0: Dallas is you know, a good even three-point more. shooting team, Ben. I mean, maybe not shooting forty-seven percent, but they are a good three-point shooting team. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: I mean again, that that number's
0: that number is going to go down but and they get a lot of good open threes because of luka true, you know Very I true. so
1: i see their percentage going down while you know um, la's goes up so
0: yeah and no, i definitely i definitely think the clippers are the better team here but the mavericks may have the best player in the series
1: uh yeah
0: I, and whenever you have the best player you know change I, it Anything can be possible, dude. And Kawhi has that potential to be the best player, but he was very quiet in the fourth quarter. You know, he's got to step up. Paul George actually had a pretty decent game, and, you know, Clippers just couldn't pull off the W. I do expect the Clippers to win this series, though. (laughs) Um, As much as I want to pick the Mavericks, dude, I just, like, objectively can't do it.
1: Good All right, blow. so let's move this, on to it. This beer is sour. Sorry, I'm I gotta interrupt <laughs> here. Like, holy sweet, I've had half of the beer now, and it's still giving me that pucker, man. Holy sweet Jesus.
0: Sorry, I love those. I love those kind of sours, it's, dude. Those are the best good. kind of sours. It's good, I love it. All right, let's move on to the next series. We got the number six seed Portland Trail Blazers facing the number third seeded D- Denver Nuggets. Denver. Slight favorite here to win the series at minus 105. Portland, or I'm sorry, slight underdog minus 105. Portland Trailblazers, slight favorite, minus 115. Who do you have winning this series, Ben? See this Portland, is obviously this is, up one zero.
1: Yeah. This is the toughest um you know, toughest series in my eyes to uh to put in. Because again, I, I don't know, Ken Jokic and MPJ be enough to win the series because you I mean who knows how long Dozier is going to be out and you know Barton's same place he's going to be out at least the start so like can they put enough on their back and I mean you look at game one that the three-point line was the key to winning the series and is going to be the key to the winning the series and you had Portland at 47 and a percent you know just like Dallas was at and you've got Denver shooting at 30.5 so and another thing that Whoa. got me in game one man free throws holy s- like portland 18 for 19 shooting 97 percent, and denver was four and eight like you gotta you gotta stop fouling on the shot if you're Denver, because that's you know that's a 11 point swing right there just off of free throws
0: yeah i think the biggest thing for for uh denver is really like are you right you're gonna get you're going to get buckets from Jokic, right you know you're getting at least 30 from him yeah porter jr you get 25 from all right who's going to be my next guy like aaron gordon has to give me more than 16 points you know what i'm yeah. saying because that, from portland's perspective it's like you got dame cj and then carmelo went out had a good game and for yep. me Sim, Sim, simon's had a good game and norman powell had a bad DC. game and he normally shoots hmm. well from three right he's yeah. a free three-point shooter on the season he shot 25% in this game yep so if I'm Denver I'm worried where I'm gonna get buckets from because I don't think either of these teams are good defensively to be honest I would say Denver is probably the better defensive team but I wouldn't say by a ton you know what I mean and I just I could trust Dame to get me a bucket and I think that's going to be the ultimate uh outlier in the series here I don't see Denver winning this series without Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray was their best player in the playoffs last year, too.
1: Yeah. So oh, yeah. He changed, M- he changed games.
0: Yep. So the MVP this season, Nikola Jokic, will be going out in the first round. I'm taking Portland minus 115.
1: I don't know, a, that's a that's interesting, uh, an interesting scenario you got there. But uh, just with Jokic being the MVP. I think there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of question marks there. And mostly else just cuz who to going MVP? Uh, Curry because he's the he's name. He's even in the playoffs. Yeah. But look at the shit team no that way. he had.
0: So No you know. way, dude. They've no I, only I, like I, one player ever has won a won a, a MVP being like a 6 seed or worse and not uh, even is making it gonna the change playoffs things if
1: they is it going to change things if they're the number 3 seed and they get ousted from the first round?
0: Well, no, because the MVP's already voted. I'm saying just, like, going into the playoffs, like, nobody is – Steph's not going to win. He had a good month and a half, great month and a half of the season. Nikola Jokic was there. He played 72 games, all 72, and he led his team to the third-best record without Jamal Murray, and they had a ton of injuries to begin the season as well. Yeah. He had an impressive – I don't even think it's I, close, dude. I,
1: I think Jokic is going to win. Uh, I, I think Jokic should win. But, you know, you have to look at, the, at who's making and taking these votes. And I think popularity has a lot to play into it, and I think that's why Curry gets it.
0: Crazy, Ben. Let's move on to this next – hold on, who do you have winning this series? Uh –
1: Portland in six,
0: maybe seven. Yeah, I think it's going to be a six or seven. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you there. All right, let's move on to this next series that should not be six or seven. First seed of Utah Jazz versus Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, major underdog, plus 640 to win the series. Utah Jazz minus 115. The Jazz won tonight, Ben. Yep. Do you think Memphis has a chance to win this series? No. I should remind you, Donovan Mitchell did not play tonight.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, that's going to be a huge question mark. Is is how Mitchell comes back, and you know he he played last game, right? He's got one game under his belt in the last like.
0: No, he hasn't played for like a three uh, I weeks. He, I think.
1: I thought he played that last game, but I guess I'm I'm wrong. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's. How is he going to look when he get he comes back? And that leaves a lot on Golbert. And, you know, he does have the ability to control the offense and the defense on the inside, and he's really going to have to do that. Um, and he's going to have to put up more than 14.5 points. Like, he, he's averaging um, because you've got Mitchell out. So, uh, I mean, you better not give Jav – wide open by like seven to eight feet three-point shot because you know i learned that the hard way that you he's gonna make that so
0: well crazy thing is in that game you know the warriors really did that but by design because john marie is not a great three-point shooter yep so they did that by design he just happened to make all of them oh
1: absolutely (laughs) but i mean if you give if you give somebody that much time a professional i'd expect them to make those shots and Uh, Draymond. Oh, absolutely! Not Draymond, not Bismore, um, Wiggins hit a few, but not enough. Um, Definitely was yeah, not like, enough. Again, you you if you have that time, I expect you to make them. And John made them when it was clutch time. So, you know, it's he's got to continue making those three point shots at a, a higher rate than thirty point three percent, like he did all year. So, but man, this kid's good. This kid is really good. He's he needs, Phenomenal. I think, another another year um, and a little bit more support, a little more help. And man, the Grizzlies can definitely make a a good run.
0: So crazy thing you said, a little bit more help because you know John Morant is like he's making that leap to stardom, to superstar potential, yep. which uh, you know a lot of people assumed that he had being drafted number two overall. Mm-hmm might be doing it a lot faster than people thought, but he's making that leap. But I think tonight we may have seen something. Uh, we might see, see we might be seen witnessing Dylan Brooks make that leap that next leap, because I mean, this is a, this is a kid, phenomenal defensively, one of the best defensive wing players there is in the league, top 15 for sure mm-hmm. already. And now he's giving you, you know, 50% shooting from the field tonight, 31 points, uh, you know, able to do it off the dribble, able to do it off the catch and shoot. He reminds me of like a young, young Jimmy Butler. You know, it was a kid that played at Oregon when Oregon was making a Final Four run. So, or a National Championship run, I should say. They made the Final Four that year. So, I mean, there's a kid that has played in big moments as well. You know he could we could be witnessing him him make that next leap and that would scare me if I'm Utah here, especially without Donovan Mitchell.
1: Yeah, I mean I think we got to see where this takes off because he wasn't that great in the Warriors game. He shot thirty three percent. He was good defensively. He was, he was yes, you know, offensively though not so great. Oh for four three point line, you know thirty three percent. 30 30 excuse me from you know on field goals and only had 14 points in 45 minutes so defensively oh absolutely defensively is great but i think if you if you're going to be that starter or sorry that stardom you're gonna have to do it on both sides of the the floor yeah he's got to get
0: consistent on the offensive end for sure but i'm saying like if he makes that leap and we and we're seeing it now man that could be scary for utah obviously I'm taking Utah in this series. I just think they have too much. Uh, But not having Donovan Mitchell, it kind of opened a lot about Utah's weakness and a lot of people's weakness that we talked about all season long. When it comes playoff time and things get off script, do they have a guy that can get you a bucket? And that seemed to be the difference in tonight's game. Memphis had two guys that were able to get buckets when they needed buckets. And Utah had, you know... Bogdanovich, who is like just he caught fire there at the end he of the fourth caught quarter. Fire. Yep, but other than that, they really were inconsistent. Yeah, you know, at getting buckets. So that's what would worry me. So I'm gonna take Utah here. I'm gonna take them in six games, though. Yep. Yeah, I can see a four-two happen. Happening. All right, let's move over to the East. We're gonna talk about probably the closest series. Here, the atlanta hawks and new york Knicks, the four versus the five Ooh, atlanta what a game! atlanta won a close game today very close game J- uh, trey young hit the game winner and then told madison square garden that he felt it was a little too quiet right now atlanta is the favorite though to win the series minus 115 it's probably going to go to like minus 175 after this game new york is the underdog minus 105 so what's your pick in this game
1: um, I'm gonna go Atlanta in seven, but they gotta stay healthy, man. I think that's um, you know, that's the problem that they had they've had all all year, but I I think they're the more talented team. Um New York definitely has talent, but it's it's young talent. It's gotta be developed a little bit more. Um, I think they have more heart going into this, but you know, unfortunately, talent wins wins series. Heart doesn't necessarily win series. So I think it's going to seven. Um it's gonna be a close back and forth series, but I'm gonna take Atlanta here. But damn, this was a fucking awesome
0: game today. Yeah, Trey Young was great, dude. Yep. Trey Young had a great game. New York was like really dog shit from the field, and I think that's always been, you know, it's always been my concern about New York in this series is, do they have enough guys that can get you buckets? You know, they they struggled to score over 108 points all season long, right? Yeah. So, playoff time, it becomes more of a half-court game already. Defense is ratcheted up. We've seen it throughout this whole weekend. And now New York really struggling to score. Yeah. I like Atlanta here. Uh, I did think New York was going to win today, though. I will say that. But I did, too. Man, Derek and, Rose. and Madison oh, Square yeah. Garden was rocking, bro. Yep. Oh, yeah. Derek Rose had a great game. But, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, Since they got Nate McMillan, they seem to be able to close out games. They did it tonight. That might be the biggest difference in the series is, you know, at the end of the game. Yep, New York just doesn't have enough uh, firepower on offense. All right, we both got that game. This is another series here. Let's move on to Philadelphia, Washington. This is a series I think is going to be pretty short. Yep. Philadelphia is the favorite, minus 700, Ben. Washington, plus 470 you taking Washington? No,
1: (laughs) I'm taking 76ers and I think I'm going to go in five. Um, I think the physicality is just, you know, the biggest aspect that we gotta, you gotta look at like the 76ers are just a bigger team and that just causes so much of a mismatch, you know? And, you know, yes, the wizards have firepower in Beal and Westbrook, but I just don't think they have enough to run the score on the Sixers. Um, you know, the, the Sixers are just, you know, so much more of a powerful offense that, you know, the defense of the Wizards isn't going to be able to contain it.
0: Uh, maybe. Because, I mean, when Daniel Gafford was on the floor tonight, who's the backup center for the Wizards, it was plus 14. He's a good shot blocker, good rim protector. I think they did a lot better defensively when he was in the game. I think that was really when, you know, Utah was able to turn the tide a little bit. Uh, but ultimately, I just think Embiid is just too much for the Wizards, dude. Yeah, I I think that at the end of the day, the Sixers are just way too good defensively. They are way too versatile defensively. And kind of plays, you know, the worst part about Washington is the strength of Philadelphia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that ultimately is going to be the biggest difference in the game is that interior offense of Philadelphia, which kind of showed today. I mean, Embiid got in a little bit of foul trouble, but, you know, Tobias Harris went off for 37 points. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and defensive, defensive efficiency, I think, is, is a huge thing, and, and that's where the Washington Wizards struggle.
0: And They do. I mean, Gafford does change it. And they did get him at the trade deadline, so they haven't, and that's really when the Wizards started playing good ball too. True. I just don't think he's. They just don't play him enough, dude. And yeah, I mean, I hope hopefully that Wizards go back and look at Scott Brooks, looks at this film, and is like, "Hey, man, like we got to play Gafford more minutes." I think it'll make for a better series, but still, I got I got Philly in five.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that them just taking one game.
0: Yeah, they might win one game at maybe,
1: home. Maybe maybe one.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to another series where the underdog might win one game. <laughs> maybe. Yep. The Boston Celtics. <laughs> I mean, Celtics, both of they're... these
1: two that we have left, <laughs> they yeah. underdog might take one. But
0: the Celtics plus seven ninety, Brooklyn Nets minus fifteen hundred. You know, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Nets are are really lucky to have. The Celtics coming in as their first series because it gets the big three accustomed to, you know, a team that really isn't. I mean, they don't have anything really going for them with Brown out. I mean, Tatum maybe, and and this is I think why, you know, you're gonna give them one game too. But Tatum might be able to steal a game, but might. Uh, yeah, but that's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good, but he's not good enough to take the whole team on the back against a, uh, an offensive powerhouse like the Nets. So, uh, I'm leaning more towards four than I am towards five on this.
0: But I oh, I'm going full-blown sweep, dude. Full-blown yeah. sweep. I thought if they were going to steal a game, it could have been that game one. The fact they had yeah. lost that game, they, I don't think there's any chance they win another game. Yeah. Nets in foe. In foe. Yep.
1: And 11 points, I mean. It was it was a little close at one point, but not I mean not enough.
0: Nope. All right, let's move on to this next series. This is a series that's a little bit closer and it's redemption for the Milwaukee Bucks here. Yeah. It's most recalled the Miami Heat beat them in five games last year in the bubble. And Miami Heat ended up going to the Eastern or going to the finals. They were Eastern Conference Finals champions. Yeah. Miami Heat plus 240 underdogs here is a 6 seed. They're playing the Milwaukee Bucks minus three ten. Milwaukee is up one game to none right now. Ben,
1: yeah, in overtime. I don't think either of us saw that happening, but um, I mean, yeah, I I don't think the Heat really have anyone I, other than maybe Butler playing like they did last year, and everyone last played year, like shit. Yeah, but I mean, going into going into the series, okay, um, but. You know, I, I mean, I just think the Bucs are a really balanced team now. I think you've got a defensive impact with Holiday, Portis, Forbes, and Tucker. And then, I mean, Holiday is, is just the biggest impact because he can play both offense and defense. And to have somebody like that next to Giannis is really what they've needed for a long time. And, you know, I think this, this puts them over the edge. I think this gets them there. Um I think it's what next round it's gonna be Nets Bucks. Yep. <laughs> that's I mean that's rough. I mean whoever wins that series is is taking it out of the East, in my opinion. Unless they just beat the shit out of each other, but it's basketball. I don't necessarily see that.
0: I agree. Uh There's too much of a Yeah. Difference. I think Milwaukee's gonna take this series. I do think it's gonna go six though. Um, you know, the game was really close. I don't expect milwaukee to shoot five for 31 from three again i mean they're one of the best three point shooting teams in the league uh you know and i don't expect butler to go for 22 again but i also don't expect duncan robinson to go off for as many points as he did yep. so I, I just think milwaukee has too much firepower for uh miami honestly if you know that my milwaukee was outscored 45 points from the three-point land even if that was like half normal milwaukee would have won this game by like 10 or 15 points i do think i i lean five games here but i think miami is going to be able to steal at least a game on uh at home or not Mm. at home but in milwaukee i think they're gonna be able if it's game four or five or whatever yeah i think i'm gonna be able to steal one of those so i'm gonna go milwaukee six games ben
1: redemption though six um I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it five I'll give I'll give Miami a game I don't even really want to but I feel like no, there's no way they're gonna sweep them dude yeah I feel like I should give Miami a game so I felt five. like
0: I, f- I feel like if you're the heat and you look at game one and you're like fuck we lost that game they shot five of 31 from three fucking Giannis was like 30% from the field and we still lost like I feel yeah. like it's, i feel like that's almost demoral, that's like a very demoralizing defeat like I'd almost rather lose by thirty than lose by one point in that fashion yeah because now it's like
1: sixteen percent from the three point line that's yeah because now it's like
0: Ari, if even if they play half of what they normally play like that was like as worse as they could possibly play you played half as good as that yep that's what I'm saying that's like a ten point victory for milwaukee yeah so yep. it's like. I just I I think that honestly, I was telling somebody on Twitter, I was like, as a Bucks fan, I'm actually happy for that game because you couldn't play a worse game and you still won. Yeah. <laughs> you know very what I true. mean? Very, very true. So it is what it it is what it is, as we like to call it. But let's uh let's get a break from one of our sponsors and then we'll hop back in and we'll talk some hockey playoffs and we will talk some major league baseball bin yes sir hey guys it's your boy jordan stacks on stacks on stacks lads and me steady eddie martin you've seen our picks on twitter and all our shows on the taproom sports podcast network so, we're bringing y'all a new show twice a week called The Square Sharks. Yeah, just two guys who love sports that'll so help you win money. Yup. So, go to Square squaresharks for more info and to subscribe to the podcast. Don't
1: miss out. Do it now because why throw away free money? All right. So, it was good to hear from that, but. It is time to get back to some beers. You had a great sour, uh, a tart ale from your first one. I had a great one as well. Man, that shit was tart. Tell me what's number two.
0: My second beer, Ben, is a, uh, sorry, sorry. The fiance texts me. I was looking at my phone. I apologize. Very unprofessional of me. How dare you? but I'm looking, uh, I'm drinking and looking at a can. <laughs> it is the 903 Brewers Slushy Factory. Um, it's another sour, it's a Berliner waist style mm-hmm. ale with strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, vanilla bean, and lactose. The can art is very cool. I got this one from Tevour as well. So another Tevour beer. You saw the pour, Ben. It's very thick, Yeah. juicy looking. Um so far, the taste—I mean, it tastes like fucking fruit smashed in the can, like oh, I yeah. thought it would.
1: <laughs> I'm jealous because that's got a lot of lactose in it, so I can't drink that one. I had to pass that one up on uh, on Tavour, so it hurt. It definitely hurt. I wish I could have that, but um, nice. It's it. It looks good, so hopefully it it gets that taste as well. Um I decided to go with the uh, you know again a a beer that's gonna kind of go in with. Um, you know, something we're talking about in a little bit. Uh, this is pale from the crypt. This is a, um, so this is out of San Luis Obispo, and this is from uh, liquid gravity brewing company. Um, and this is a West coast pale ale at coming in at 5.5%. So it is, it's something that you can really drink. Um, it's got the two row barley, caramel marts, malts, um, torrified wheat. Um, so it's, it's you know, got a good base to it. It's a, it's a clear pale ale, which has been a while. Um, you know, most of these, the, these pails and IPAs that are coming out are they're hazy and um, it, it's good to get back to a nice, clear, crisp pale and uh, taking two sips so far. It's super good. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Oh yeah, man. Always love drinking good beer on the show can't wait to hear the review of that one but let's move on to the five minute clinic this week so let's get our five minute timer started and let's talk some nhl hockey ben we're talking stanley cup playoffs we've already had one team advance two um oh yeah two boston actually advanced against washington too so i lost that one (laughs) yep i did pick the avalanche though but has there been any big surprises for you in this uh, playoff so far, or or has it gone pretty expected?
1: I mean, the oil spill out of Edmonton has definitely been the huge um, the huge talk of of these series is for me. Um, you know, I've I've been surprised on that. You know, we've got a 3-0 three, three lead for Winnipeg right now, and I thought this was going to be a, a longer series. Um, you know, definitely had had Winnipeg taking it in seven, but. 3-0. I'll, I'll take that all day. I'm surprised at where Nashville is sitting at two and two right now with the, with the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. And man, Toronto uh, taking that huge hit with Tavares, you know, being out. And I mean, he's at least going to be out for the series. Uh, he had a knee injury as well from that, probably from like falling backwards when the fucking trainer, what the hell was he doing, standing him up after that? um even holding his neck like the, the, he's gotta you roll over you don't stand the player up after taking a knee to the head so i he'll be fired um as he should be but you know that's that's pretty much where i'm at uh most of these kind of you know seem seem pretty about right um maybe the only surprise is uh tampa bay leading three to one right now i, I figured that was gonna be a lot tighter for the series. for
0: I didn't i thought tampa was gonna smash i am surprised by the oilers but they're still gonna come back and win this series no Connor mcdavid is gonna put dude i'm telling you they're gonna win this series man their goaltending fucking sucks but they're gonna come back they're gonna win that series toronto they were a team i thought was had a good chance of making it to the stanley cup finals yeah. uh and now without tavares you know i definitely don't think so you know, Vegas being up three to one against Minnesota. That was a series I thought was gonna be a lot closer too, because Minnesota yeah. has been playing well against Vegas all season yeah. long. And now Vegas is really dominating there. Um other than that, I mean it's been pretty to be expected for me. Obviously, Washington losing. I thought Washington was a much better team. Is this the end of Ovechkin, dude? Is this like the No, no, the no. last golden years though? Maybe the last golden years, but he'll he'll keep playing. He's he's gonna catch that.
1: Uh, he's gonna at least come close to uh, Gretzky there, but.
0: So it's going out in the first round like that, though. That's tough. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Well, good riddance, Tom Wilson. Peace. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I'm I'm glad to see you know coming out of that series, but um, but yeah, I, I mean I think Toronto still takes it over um you know over the Canadians and then they'll probably take it over the jets oilers are so not. So who did you who area. did you
0: have in the Stanley Cup Ben,
1: uh I had who did I have I had uh Colorado and Tampa Bay So I'm, no I'm you still, didn't
0: think Tampa, you didn't think Tampa was going to win the, get that far
1: I thought they were going to take it over 7 uh, in 7 games against Florida um did we pick a Stanley Cup winner? I don't think we did.
0: Well, we need to do that.
1: Yeah. Out of the so I mean, it,
0: out of right now, as of the as of right now, this Monday morning, where are we at May twenty fourth. Who do you have winning the Stanley Cup? Uh, or not winning? Who's your two Stanley Cup finalists? Let's say my, that. Let's say that two Stanley Cup
1: finalists are going to be the Colorado Avalanche. And oof boston or tampa bay boston or tampa bay boston or tampa bay uh, uh right
0: now i'm gonna say boston yeah i probably would say boston too i'd say boston avalanche as well i uh, can't believe we're gonna have vegas avalanche next round yeah that should honestly be the the western conference finals yep. if this was normal but I mean, Toronto's a great team too. It, with Tavares, I w- i might even pick them over the Avalanche, to be yep. honest. But I, I thought Dal without... Tavares
1: was or sorry—I thought Toronto was going to be the finalist.
0: Without that, dude, I'm—I'm I'm definitely taking Colorado. Yep. All right, that's been five minutes. We gotta move on. Nice.
1: Right on that <laughs> five-minute mark. Hell yeah. Um, so let's move on to pouring me another. Uh, we got we to gotta talk a little bit of baseball here this week, and we've got <laughs> quite the uh, quite the stories here. Um, so we're going to start this off uh, with Tony La Russa, and he's kind of starting the pot this week. So after Yerman Mercedes bombed, like absolutely bombed, a 47, yes, that's 47-mile-an-hour pitch from fielder <laughs> Ostadillo um, on a 3-0 count, up 15-4, La Russa comes out to say, the fact that he's a rookie and excited helps explain why he was clueless, but now he's got a clue. So we've we've got the unwritten rules of don't swing on a third, 3-0 pitch when you're the winning team. And this is just another instance, like, is this just another instance of the unwritten rules needing to be rewritten?
0: Yeah, I mean, you already know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> you know, I'm for bat flips. I'm for all this shit, dude. Like, hey, these are grown men playing a professional sport like if you don't want to get a fucking home run hit off you pitch your 47 throw it out of the zone again dude like yep. let walk him you know why should i as a professional batter when i have to get paid off my numbers why should i have to take uh you know a pitch because three years seven down years down the line depending on when his contract's up he comes up for renegotiation you know that home run could help him get a million more dollars so yep i have no arguments with it the unwritten rules fucking suck and it's part of why baseball has not been able to gain traction amongst like inner city kids and shit for so long ben since the 90s it's gotta they gotta end this shit dude i i absolutely love what cc sabathia said
1: uh and he's 100%, 100% correct. I mean, we saw this even before CC said this with La Russa not even knowing the new, you know, extra innings rules. So uh, CC said, and this is quoted, Tony La Russa Russa is out of touch with the game. He uh, should not be managing one of the best teams in the American League period. The fact that Tim Anderson, basically the captain of their team, had to go on Instagram and step up for his teammate. Like, yeah, the game wasn't over. If you're going to put... A fucking position player in there to pitch. Guess what? He's going to lob a fucking ball over the plate. We're going to fucking tee t- off. Put a 10 run rule up there um, if y'all don't want to see people get embarrassed and you don't want to see a position player's pitch and people swing at 3 0 counts and all that shit. And make a 10 run rule so the fucking game will be over and you don't have these stupid ass unwritten rules. And actually, he, so. he's 100% right. Um, yeah, you know, why are you putting a 70, I think La is 76, like a 76 year old manager on a team of a bunch of kids? Like,
0: this is, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And he's like Walter Matthau Allen, bad news bears. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs>
1: it, it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And the game's changing. La Russa has to change
0: with it. Sorry. You nope. Know, it's time, Tony. And
1: have your fucking players is back. Don't call them clueless.
0: Get out of here. I mean, are you surprised by Tony Louis? So we said that might be the downfall of the White Sox season before the yep. season even started. We yep. said that shit. All right, let's move on though. This week, Spencer Turnbull and Corey Kluber became the fifth and sixth pitchers to throw no hitters in the 2021 season. Record per season sits at eight in 1884, seven in 1990 and 91 and 2012. Why are we getting so many no hitters? How many do you think we're going to have? Is this good or bad for baseball? And I'm going to kind of spin this a little bit differently, Ben. I'm going to ask you a question. Why are we getting so many no hitters and how do we change it or what needs to be changed or does anything need to be changed?
1: Oh, yeah, we definitely have to change it. I mean, you know we're at 6 really to be honest we're at 7 this year mad bum didn't get his because of the the 7 inning rule um, so i mean we're going to have 14 15 we're only a third of the way through the season and this i think the MLB deadened the balls too much i think they they need to go back to where we were last year and the year before with the you know the the hardness and softness of the baseball because it's it's, it has completely changed the game i mean look at the offensive numbers it's turning around everything um and and really putting a disadvantage at the teams who have built their their team balanced or even offensive heavy and that shouldn't be you know that's a that's a, a tactic of winning games and they've absolutely ruined a lot of baseball teams here just because of that uh, how do we stop it, other than the the ball? I mean, we've been talking about it for a good long time, is getting rid of the ship, um, you know, and, and making your players have to have so many players on the side of, uh, of the field. Um, maybe not have such shitty teams you've got the rangers getting i mean we've also talked about this twice sorry i'm taking my longer than my minute we talked about this time a lot this week we've got the rangers getting no hit twice we've got the mariners getting no hit twice and we've got the indians getting
0: no hit twice so it's, nope. that's rough what if those are just shitty ass teams though yeah uh, i mean i agree with everything i agree with everything you said i think it does have to do with the dead and ball i think it has to do with the shifting obviously 43 percent not obviously but 43 percent of at bats now are getting shifts put on them that's a lot compared to like less than 20 percent 10 years ago and then on top of that you know we had trevor bauer come out and saying a video that he was using an illegal substance yep. to get spin rate, and that he introduced it to many other pitchers who actually had good years as well. So I think I think it could be a multitude of, of things. Plus, at the end of the day, like you don't get hit. You don't, I mean you don't get paid to just hit for average. So when a shift is on, dudes aren't just gonna bunt the ball. Like it's just like the same thing with uh with Yemen Mercedes, dude. Like do I get paid to get a walk? Or do i get paid more if i hit a home run like yep. the home runs get you paid more at the end of the day so i think all these things are culminating in this and it's all just and you know the six no hitters have been against three teams and those three teams cannot hit
1: yeah yep
0: that's it's rough
1: And all right we gotta we gotta turn this to a. Somewhat negative side for our, our last uh, pour me another here. So, we got to talk the beer world right now because it is it's kind of in shambles. Um, so this week the public was made aware. Um, you know, I, I think it's something that everybody knew was going on, but um, it, it's really been put in the spot, spotlight by an Instagram uh page. Um, this woman at you know, at rat magnet. Um, and she has been the voice of women in the beer world calling out hundreds of brewers and breweries who have been unfair, inappropriate, and sexist towards females. Um, Grat Magnet has now received hundreds of stories, um, and if you go on a page, you can see all of the comments and posts of, you know, these these women telling their stories. and. Um, they created a google doc google doc is over 195 lines long um it's available to the public and if you are a female in the beer world that has been treated unfairly inappropriately or you know sexist towards um i definitely push you to go on and and put your story up um because man it's it's bad so um give it a, a check out but uh i mean
0: what do you think about all this coming to light right now I mean it's a lot. Um but I mean it's it's positive, dude. It's it's definitely positive, especially as someone with a daughter, like women should be treated as equals to men and I still don't think they are. Yep. And at some point, you know, they deserve that respect and to be treated as fairly. And you know, this goes to uh I don't mean to get into politics, but earlier this week there was a ad for the army that was played and a senator came out and said like, basically like just shit on the ad and said, hey, look at the Russian military commercials that display like all this toxic masculinity. And it just goes to show that like a portion of our country, a good portion of our country still thinks like it's 1902, dude, like where the man is the man, the woman is the woman, has the babies, cleans the kitchen cleans the house, whatever, the main does all the, the muscular stuff. And you know, it's just, it's time to move on from that thought process. And I think this is a good, I, it it sucks that it has to start this way. Not that the, it doesn't suck. I shouldn't say, but it sucks that women to get treated equal, have to go to these limits where they have to air everything out publicly for people to understand and help progress this country and our society to the new age.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um you know, looking at at this list of you know, right now it sits at 196 um instances of different brewers, breweries. Um some of my favorite breweries are on here. I'm not going to lie. Um and until they make a difference they're going to be off my drink list um you know i'm I'm not going to support them until something is actually done i mean you can write apologies you can um uh you can say that you're going to change but until you actually do it it's you know it, it has to be shown to me um i mean i think a lot of it has to do with the the people that they allow in their brewery and and um you know tap houses too and if you're someone in how do you monitor
0: how do you monitor all that stuff you can't be like yo are you a are you like a serial sexist well no but i think
1: if if something comes out and it, it if something is said that is you know witnessed then That person has to be gone they have to be kicked out they have to be 86 and and not allowed back in there because you know some of the things that has been said in these stories um, some of the the questions that these women have to go through um, because they're doing something that they love is is incredible Um, the sexual harassment the you know uh the the passing up for jobs if they they won't sleep with their bosses the you know people taking women on the tours and staying in the cold room for multiple like for a long time so we all know what happens when when sounds when like the restaurant industry. It, exactly and it needs to i mean it needs to change um we how far are we going on to you know not give equal opportunity to someone who loves their job who has the experience and is getting just passed over because they're a woman that's 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 absolutely ridiculous um so i i'm gonna pass this i don't know if you've seen the list
0: yet i'm gonna pass it on to you as well and um, i haven't seen so, the list i saw some stories i read a few of the stories though yeah and the ones i read were like you know the girls getting passed over for jobs and stuff like yep. that which as you know a brewer assistant brewer like i was thinking about it i was like man every brewer that i know personally which isn't a ton but they're all math mass- they're all men Yep. you know what i'm saying so you know that that probably definitely exists for sure there is some um, toxic masculinity especially in the beer industry because you know beer typically even when marketed by big beer companies is marketed towards masculine dudes
1: yep yeah so super unfortunate um i I will pass this list on to you um it's literally growing by the hour um since i looked at it we're at one actually we're even one more came in 197 now um and yeah there's a there's a bunch of breweries that uh russian river on there russian river is not on there um but a few a couple of the ones that we have reviewed are on here um but um interesting you know moving forward i i won't be you know i won't be drinking their their beers um unless you know they've they've shown and um you know that they've they've made a difference so um there's a couple big name breweries on here too it's it's rough and um you know like i i said earlier um you know my beers were kind of on a trend here um neither of these two breweries are on the list um but uh the great notion queen of fruits is uh named after one of the brewers uh the head brewers which is a woman or uh brewers or brewer assistant um which is a woman and uh the liquid gravity chose this one tonight because um they decided for the the pale from the crypt to put on uh, the people who are kind of intact of making this beer, and the hop witch um, is a woman on here as well as the malt keeper, and they've uh, they've cartoonized um, as well as the head brewer who is a man, um, but they've cartoonized their uh, their picture on the uh, on the can to give them credit. So props Crazy. to uh, props to liquid gravity props to a uh, great notion here so
0: shout out both those breweries yep oh yeah all right all right all right all right what a transition yeah, into the time. best segment of the show that's right it's that time for the best bets of the night last week ben you went oh. one and one you went one and one. You had Chicago money line over Minnesota, that was a massive win. They won 16 4 in the game, which we talked about earlier. Yep, uh, and then you had Florida Panthers plus one and a half on Tuesday night. That was three to one. Fucking empty netter. That's my note. Yep,
1: <laughs> Fucking empty net. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, killed it. I took
0: that bet too because yep. you, uh, I had it parlayed with something else, and that was the one that I lost, motherfucker. And yep. then your boy, your boy over here, continues on his hot streak. Back to 500. Two and two, back to five hundred. I had Lakers money line over the Warriors. That was a winner, one hundred three to one hundred. I also said I would take the points too, and they didn't cover the points. But I did take the money line. And then I had over nine Angels-Indians that went over. But it got a little scary there. There was eight runs scored in the first three innings, and then they didn't score again until, like, the bottom of the eighth. I was a little little nervous there. Uh, But, yeah, I went 2-2, man. So we back at it. We back at it. Back to win some more money, Ben. So what is your two best bets of this week?
1: All right, so you're gonna you're gonna like my first one, um, but it's gonna be the only game that they win. We're gonna go Edmonton game four, um, and I really I, I think the big thing that uh, you know we're gonna look at here is I really don't think that they're gonna get swept. Um, I think it's gonna be five games, maybe six games, um, but I mean I think it's gonna have great value too because if you look at game two, um, Edmonton was. Uh, minus 170. If you look at Game Three, it was minus 125. So, I mean, we could be looking at plus odd here. Odds here. The the line hasn't come out yet, um, so we don't know it big, but. Um, I definitely think Edmund is gonna, Edmonton is going to be taking Game Four. Uh, I just don't see them getting a with with uh, Drysdale and McDavid there. Um, Mark Smith has to—he has to stand on his head, though. Um, and then Game gotta Two. Gotta get some
0: fucking stops. You only got to stand on the side. Just get some stops. Man. man, they
1: were up by three goals in the third period. I don't—I don't get it. 4-1, uh, and then you lose it in overtime. But uh, they, they did have a good push in overtime at the get-go, but it just didn't go in. So we're going to go Edmonton game four money line. Um, I'm guessing it's probably going to be like plus 110 um, You know, for that one. So uh, next one we're going to go is uh, we're going to go baseball. We're going to go San Francisco money line over Arizona. This is the first meeting uh, that we're we're going to see uh, Arizona uh, in the, the season. Uh, we've got Gosman going up against Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin sporting a big old 5.4 ERA, um, and in his only, you know, uh, 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 outing this year, he's only got five innings pitched. And, and Gosman has been on fire, so I'm gonna kind of utilize that. You've got a. Really, really struggling Arizona team. They're on an eight-game losing streaks. They're three and seventeen in their last twenty. Um, so I think we're we're going to be making this three and eighteen in the last twenty-one. Uh, so we're
0: going to go San Francisco Moneyline over Arizona, and that's on Tuesday. Nice man. I like them both. I like both of those. We're gonna. I'm gonna take those as well. I'm going to give you all two more to take. I'm going to go Bucks minus four and a half for my first game. Like I said earlier, you know, the Bucks were 5 of 31 from three-point land in this game. They are top five all season long in three-pointers. And I mean, they were missing some wide open shots, too, if you watch the game. Shots they normally hit. And on the flip side, they were playing the best defense they played all year long. They finally locked in on defense. I expect them to win this game and win it big. Uh, I think if you're the Heat, you looked at this game and you were like, hey, we lost that game and Milwaukee played bad. I think it's going to be demoralizing here. I expect the Bucks to win this one. I expect them to win by four and a half or more. Taking Bucks minus four and a half. And then we're going to take the Lakers minus two on Tuesday. Another one. I think the Lakers lost a big opportunity today when Chris Paul went down, but... You know Phoenix was they had a lot of uh, adrenaline a lot of momentum uh, going already in that game I expect things to be differently for the Lakers on on Tuesday. This is the playoffs I think Frank Vogel has seen enough of Andre drumming I think the drumming minutes has been from the front office and ownership saying like hey we signed this guy Like you gotta you gotta play him. I think that ends on Tuesday. We've seen what Anthony Davis does at the 5. He had a bad game. I don't expect him to ever go 13 points again on 16 shots in this playoffs. Yeah. I like the Lakers minus 2 on Tuesday. Let's lock it up. Let's win this money, Ben.
1: Love it. I, we got to go 4-0, man. It's been way too long since we've gone 4-0. I'm getting sick and tired of these 3-1s. and so. hey, I mean, we're still Giants. making money at 3-1, and but...
0: Yeah, I want a hey, we good this week. We good this week because the Giants are playing a bad team. They love to beat bad teams, <laughs> and Edmonton definitely winning. They're not losing. Uh, they're not getting swept, dude.
1: Yeah. Yep. Only, only mine that you're gonna make comments about.
0: That, well, yeah, the only mine is. could
1: be the ones that that lose. Oh, okay, okay. Whoa. I See how it is. I see okay. how it is.
0: <laughs> I said my piece for mine already. You can talk about mine if you want.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move move to beer. Let's talk a little bit more positively about uh, about the beer world right now. Um, you had the Allagash. You had the 903. Definitely want to hear about those. And then I'll talk about my liquid gravity and my great notion.
0: The Allagash was good. It's like a traditional sour ale. Um, you know, before these breweries started adding like different kinds of sugars and things that make their drinks thicker it was good i would drink it again uh i probably wouldn't buy it again though because it was pretty expensive probably because it's from maine and i don't think there's great distribution out of maine but i am going to give it a 3.75 out of five and then the the slushy factory this is a this is a beer was good Um, it was slushy technically not slushy but it was thicker right really felt like a can of juice yep really felt like a can of just like fruit smashed into a can with alcohol which is cool you know nice to drink uh it wasn't great it wasn't like the evil twin it wasn't like uh the king's uh kcbc ones Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go four out of five though i would buy it again and i would drink it again
1: nice hell yeah all right, so I'm going to start off with, uh, I'm going to start with the liquid gravity first and then I'm going to go with the Great Notion. Uh, so the liquid gravity I had was the um, Pale from the Crypt. Um, and this I was like a
0: name.
1: Yeah, and, and it's got great can art too. Definitely has great can art. Um, this was a, a good pale ale. It was nice and crisp. It was nice and, um, you know, light had to, at that 5.5%. Um, it was a little bready, so I think I'm going to lower the my number down a little bit because of that. Um, but it is a great pale ale. I definitely suggest uh, if you are a, a pale fan, um, it utilizes the, um, the Strata and the Mosaic hops. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's good. I'm going to give this one a 4.1 out of 5. Um, I'd go get it again. Um, I grabbed a four-pack, so I'm, I'm glad that it, it was as good as, uh, as it, it is. And, um, yeah, great can art. Definitely like that. It's, it's almost um, like the old uh, comic books uh, for the can art there. Um, second beer of the night, or the, sorry, this was my first beer. Um, this was the Great Notion, Queen of Fruits. Uh, this was the tart sour, really, really tart. Um, I am going to mark it down just a tiny bit because of how tart it was. Um, it really kind of puckered and got the, the you know, that back of your, your tongue kind of pucker uh, every time that you tasted it. And usually, at least for the tart ones, I, I get used to it as I go through this beer. Um, but it was it was, it was was quality. It had the the mango um, and the passion fruit taste to it. And I mean, I, I'll say mangosteen, even though this is the first time I've had mangosteen. Um, but uh, I only got two of these cans. I need to go out and buy more so I can kind of stock it a little while. I'm giving this a 4.75. It was a quality, quality beer, um, you know, and at 6%, it's not something that's over the top, uh, which, again, my opinion just makes it better. Um, so if anybody out there is drinking great notions, find this one, Queen of Fruits. It is, who it is tasty, tasty, tasty.
0: Good tasty, chip. tasty, tasty, he says. He got three of them,
1: yep. Hell Yeah. All right, so thank you everybody for listening to Tap Room Sports Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at taproomsportspodcast.com. Or, well, I guess you can't go to Instagram and find it.com there. But <laughs> you can go and find us on Instagram at taproomsportspodcast, or you can go to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. You can find all of our, our podcast information. You can check out the merchandise that's in collaboration with The Glory. Um, you can go check us out on Twitter at taproom underscore sports or you can check out jordan's which is at jordan rules, tsp make sure to uh check out all of our podcasts we are hot 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 on um, on the Square Sharks betting podcast that we do, um, you know we've we're, we're kind of looking at things and uh, you know taking a break from some of them as well. So APR is, is kind of on hiatus until um, you know until the season starts. We we haven't really had much NFL news, so you know just uh, keep an eye out for all of our podcasts that we're doing throughout the week and um, make sure to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow our our page, and uh, get those notifications for. You know, when we when we put out new shows, we're at least putting out three to five a week. Um, So you always have you always have stuff to listen to. But um, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. I am Big Ball and Ben Larson here with Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks.
0: Let's go. We will see you next week. Yes, sir. Yo, I was watching uh, this highlight, and Tatis hits a home run, Ben. He balled out today, by the way. Did the bat flip, but did you see that home run chain that the Padres have? No. When they hit a home run, they, like, put a big-ass change. It's a a SD logo, and it's a spinner.
1: Damn. Okay, I got (laughs) to check that out. I got to check that out. I did see
0: the bat flip today, though, so... (laughs) I was like, Brother. yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice necklace, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs>